in here for all of us is Queen's Park reporter for the Toronto Star, Robert Benzie. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. Good to have you. So um, what, what were the highlights or lowlights or most interesting points for you from the Auditor General's report yesterday, Robert? Well, I mean, there was, a, there, was a, there was a lot there, Jerry. It's a thousand page report, so it's a lot to go through. Um, I think some of the highlights that you and I talked about yesterday, the, uh, the sting operation that, that, uh, that the, the Auditor General, um, Bonnie Lissick, conducted on uh, Ontario uh, Lottery and Gaming Corporation uh, casinos to try to you know, catch people money laundering or to try to prove that money laundering could be done. Some of her people got caught, which which we you and I talked about yesterday. But what I we we learned in a report, which of course hadn't been released when you and I spoke in the morning, um, was that some of them actually did get away with with uh, this activity. And so she was saying that more needs to be done to to clamp down on that. Um, there was a lot of talk about the vaccine rollout. Uh, they said uh, she said that the booster shots, particularly a lot of uh, doses, were were went unused. She said they were wasted. Uh, and that's because they spoiled before they could get injected into people. But at a certain point, uh, you know, Sylvia Jones, the health minister, said yesterday, look, we had to flood the zone with with uh, with boost, with booster shots. And if people don't get them, that's it's not really the government's fault. It's better, I guess, than the alternative of which they didn't have enough shots. And right. I'm sure the headlines would be slightly different. Um, and one of the things that that Lissick t- talked about, too, was how when they were spending, I mean, remember the government was throwing literally hundreds of millions of dollars at the at the vaccine rollout. They were spending between $170 and $220 per hour for doctors to, to give injections compared to $32 to $49 an hour for nurses and $30 an hour to $57 an hour for for pharmacists. So she was saying, you know, she raised questions about the, what that wide range of pay. Jones said, look, it was a, it was a war against a, 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 a virus. So they threw everything they had at it and, and they weren't they weren't uh, they were unapologetic. One of the things, Jerry, that was surprised that surprised me, it's not in her report, but we asked her about it um, at the press conferences, that undercover sting operation at OLG that you and I spoke about the other day. Um, she uh, got uh, uh, scolded by the Ontario Provincial Police. They actually wrote to her and said, can you cease and desist this? Because this kind of activity is a waste of police resources. She didn't say that in her report, but when we asked her about did she get sanctioned by the police, she said yes, but she was uh, unapologetic. unapologetic. She said, look, I I have to do my work, and however I want to do my work, I do my work. Now, that has fed into an interesting thing, Jerry, that my colleague Martin Redcon in the Toronto Star and um, our, our colleague uh, Brian Lilly in the Toronto Sun, to the two columnists full time who cover Queens Park, both have a, an interesting uh, line in their columns this morning that says there's a mission creep that's happening with this Auditor General. Whereas she, her mandate is to is value for money, and both the columnists said, "Look, isn't she going into policy areas? For example, she questioned, uh, you know, lifting the tolls on Highway 412 and 418 that, uh, as Mr. Ford did before the uh, June 2nd election." I mean, that's a government policy decision. That's not necessarily a, an accounting kind of thing, right? Yeah. So I think I mean, she's she's kind of veered into policy areas. Uh, she was talking about the Highway 413, whether that was it was wise to be diverting money. Um, and yet there's some valuable things in the audit, including that some she points out some gaps in uh, the things dealing with invasive species, um, uh, flooding. She said there's four different ministries that look at, at flooding, uh, and and there's and there's gaps between those ministries in terms of silos that don't communicate with one another. So those kinds of things are useful. It's when she veers into kind of 
uh, policy advice that it kind of it, it kind of loses uh, well it certainly loses Martin and Brian and and kind of loses other observers too. In fact, uh, you know, you talk to Premier Kathleen Wynne or or Premier Ford privately, and they would probably say the same thing that the auditor kind of goes into areas that instead of focusing on things that 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 are about value for money. For example, Jerry, you and I have talked about this on your show. Uh, the alleged uh, COVID-19 fraud where $11 million in, in um, support for families payments was stolen, allegedly. Uh, two former civil servants are now on criminal trial for that. That happened in 2020. I've written about 40 stories for the star on this case. It has still never been audited by the Auditor General's office. I don't know why. Okay. Well, it, it doesn't bother me if premiers, regardless of which party they belong to, are not uh, not all that yeah. uh, enamored of, enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of the Auditor General. Although she was asked yesterday, doing all this reporting on uh, unequal vax distribution and yep. uh, vaccines that got spoiled and all those kinds of things where you could talk about how it might be a waste of money. She was asked, is that acceptable? I think we think that, you know, there was a pandemic and, um, and money had to be spent. And could money have been spent better um, at a lower cost, um, potentially? And I think we just highlight that for fact-based information. And it's for others to look at and think about that going forward if if that was a, a process that um, should be applied next time. The Auditor General and her staff don't make decisions. Yeah. They give you They give you facts. You figure out what to do with them. Uh, yeah, they do. But they also rely a lot on anecdotal evidence. And this is the thing. I mean, it's it's, it's a lot of it's great click blade, it, it, click bait. It's great. Uh, it makes for great one day headlines. But what I would would rather see is some systemic changes that come out of these reports. And sometimes they do. Like she said yesterday, that something like 70 percent of last year's uh, recommendations have been followed. But some of them are kind of Captain Obvious, you know, um, for example, the one on on some of the ones that she highlighted in OLG, uh, that you know to, to clamp down on money laundering, OLG had already begun those processes of of, of correcting those things. So I mean, it's it's a good way, and it's good in that way. I think the problem is again a thousand pages. I I still don't know why they don't break these up into you know chunks. You know, four two hundred and fifty page reports throughout the year, and rather than this one opus where you throw everything at uh, it's the size of the phone book. Which younger listeners will wonder what we're talking about, Jerry, because no one's seen a phone book. But it's it's uh, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to digest, and we'll continue to go through it in the days and, and weeks ahead. We have. Uh, Premier Doug Ford and Health Minister Sylvia Jones are out this morning at a at a health institute in downtown Toronto around uh, 10 a.m. We'll be ta- asking them questions about the, this report. We'll be asking them about the Greenbelt uh, situation and the Bill 124 uh, uh, decision that's a real blow to the government's uh, um, uh, labor relations. Agenda. All right. Two things on that. First of all, do you yeah. know, like, yes, the reporters will ask those questions. That yes. is not yeah. the ostensible purpose of the 10 o'clock press conference. What is that purpose? Do you know? We haven't, they haven't told us. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it'll, it'll inevitably some sort of, you know, government is doing this in healthcare. Isn't this great kind of announcement? But uh, I almost can guarantee you, Jerry, that the news will be what Mr. Ford says about the Auditor General's report, about this Greenbelt uh, uh, issue that is really hurting the Tories in the, in the legislature. They've been getting hammered day after day. Finally, yesterday, Municipal Affairs Minister Steve Clark said that, uh, insiders were not tipped off that they were going to do a land swap and allow certain parts of protected land to be uh, developed and other land to be protected in different areas. Um, but they've been taking a real beating uh, from the opposition, New Democrats and Liberals and Greens on on that issue, understandably, frankly, because it was a surprise and it was a big flip flop. Mr. Ford has 
the ads that are playing on on Newstalk 1010 throughout the morning uh, by Environmental Defense say that he had said one thing, we're not going to touch the green belt. Yeah, but uh, wait a minute. Last year, and now he's saying something different. Sure he is. But here's what's interesting to me. He was interested in perhaps developing the green belt before he became premier. You know, that yes, was a famous right. story. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and nobody called it a flip-flop when he said, oh, we won't touch the green belt. So I guess it's only a flip-flop if you're hearing what you don't want to hear. I guess, or you could say it's a 360, because he said that in that video that was caught talking with developers in Markham, I believe it was in 2018, before he was running, when he was just running for Tory leader uh, against Christine Elliott and, and Caroline Mulroney uh, and others. Um, and and then uh, he changed, I, he realized that was a problematic thing, and right away he said we wouldn't touch the green belt. And then the government's own policy, I did an interview with Clark last year where he said, uh, we're not going to allow land swaps on the green belt. They've changed their mind. Now they've given a rationale for changing their mind, Jerry. They say, look, we've got to build 1.5 million homes over the next 10 years to to, to meet the demand for housing in in, in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't get there. The best year they've had in housing starts is 100,000 uh, in the last 35 years. That, it was 100,000. That was last year. So they need to average 150,000. So they got to get 50% better than their best year ever. Uh, so I think they've, they've got a challenge for sure. So I, and that's why they did it, but it's still it's still controversial. Queens Park reporter for the Star and frequent guest uh, for us and commentator for us, Robert Benzie. Good to have you. Thanks very much. Thank you, Jerry. Take care.